Well, we were here last week. You weren't yeah, here last week. It, okay. <laughs> yep, well, so, I, I has it been so long? I thought she'll never do it Wednesday, just after Passover, and mm-hmm. her children just yeah. went back. Thank she won't God. do it, but she did. Bar Hashem. <laughs> it's, it's an addiction, but it's a healthy one. Okay. We're supposed to be kind of addicted to davening. Choose. A, um, a relative of ours who is also known as quite a Talmud Chacham in the mirror, uh, showed me a beautiful, a beautiful quote from the Kuzari, where he says that a person should have, should, should have, not like if you don't, you know, but like this is what we want to have, should have a taiva for davening, the way you have a taiva to eat. I had mentioned to him, like we were talking about these ideas, and we, we've talked about that idea that, Davening is twice a day because you need to continually nourish your soul in the same way you need to keep nourishing your body. But this was like a very specific, you know, it took it farther than that into the world of, no, craving it. Like you crave to daven the way you would crave um, to eat. So we spoke last week. We spoke last week about a little bit more about the word pasil. Pasil or ptil, meaning a strand. It means in particular, it means in particular a string that's been wound around itself to make it thicker. Right? So if you have one strand of thread, but then you wind around it more, it's thicker. And that's what we do with tzitzis. We're talking about the tzitzis in Kriyashma. There's a mitzvah to make tzitzis. And the tzitzis are made by you take uh, four long strings, one of which is even longer than the others. You fold them so that they're all in half, except the long one, which now has one end trailing longer. So now you have eight strands. The long strand ideally is dyed to chalice color, which is some kind of sky blue. And then it's wrapped and knotted around the other strings so that you have a thicker, I don't know, what is there a word for that cord? I'm not sure what the word is. But you've now knotted it and twisted it and tied it so that it's a thicker string. And then the second two-thirds of the string just hang loose. And this way they're even. Hello. Hi. Mommy, look. Mrs. Khan is back. She's looking. She's like, where? <laughs> Over outside of your range there. Hi, Mrs. Khan. We're so happy to have you back. You want your glasses so you can see Mrs. Khan? Or you're equalizing things so that you can each see each other equally. (laughs) (laughs) Equally poorly. I think she's sleepy. No, she's awake. She's got her eyes open to look at you. (laughs) You're your best friends. Yeah. Okay. So, last time when we spoke about Pasil Tachelis, a strand of sky blue, our focus was on the word Pasil or Patil in the Sephardic pronunciation. Well, I suppose the really Sephardic pronunciation would be more like seal, but I don't know how to say that. Uh, Rabbi Cavalier gave us many, 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 many moons ago a reading of Shema, which I posted on the website. He did it in the Sephardic way. It's incredible. It's absolutely an experience to hear. With the wavs instead of vavs and the fuzz. You definitely should hear it. Anyway, okay, but I call it a seal because what can I do? I'm Ashkenazi. 
So today's focus is on the second word, which is techeles, this idea of the sky blue. So the longer strand is sky blue. Now we did begin the topic last week because they're intertwined. It's a sil techeles. But so we yeah, talked a little, we, we did because they're very intertwined. They're knotted together tightly. Um, but our focus was more on the seal aspect of it, and today the focus is going to be more on the techeles aspect of it. Okay, so first of all, the Ramban says, Techeles lo inyan hatseva. Sorry, I think I want to go back. I want to start first by reading this medrash, which is the one that I pulled up on my phone because I forgot to print it out. <laughs> okay. This is the medrash. It's the Sifri, which is brought in Parshas Ha'azinu. Amar lo baruch hu Moshe. Hashem, the Holy One, blessed be He, said to Moshe, to Moses, Emor lahem Yisrael, tell the Jewish people, Histaklu b'ashamayim shebarasi le... I'm not sure how you read this. L'shimushchem, maybe. I'm not sure. Look at the sky which I have uh, created to serve you. Shemashinu midasam o shemagalgal mimarav. Does the sky ever step out of bounds? Does the sun ever object and say, I'm tired of moving from east to west, and say, this time I want to go from west to east? And I'm going to skip below uh, od, and not only that, it is happy, it rejoices to do my will. As it says, the sun is compared to a bridegroom leaving the chuppah, whose face shines and beams like the sun with joy and happiness. So in the same way, the sun, when it leaves its place to go around, is beaming with joy and happiness to be able to fulfill the word of God. Furthermore, I'm skipping ahead. And also with the sea, the Pasuk said, uh, Hashem said, no, the Pasuk says, it does not go out of its bounds. For the verse says, Hashem, Do you not have any fear of me, says God? Will you not be trembling before me? And the word trembling is really tachilu, which is related to the word chol, which is beach or sand. So sand. So why would, why would sand be comparable to having awe or fear of God? Because the ocean really has a tendency to want to splash up and overstep its bounds and cover the world. And God put sand as a barrier. And the sand is the restraint. It's the, the edge of the land that restrains the sea and says, no, you may not go any farther. And really, the waves tremble and crash and wish they could get past it, but because they fear to, to overstep their boundaries and to go against the will of God, therefore they are restrained and hold themselves back and stay in. They do not go against what God wants. Okay. That's the first metrish. Furthermore, see, just want to make sure we're back to uh, Furthermore, Chazal say, why does the Pasuk say, why does Hashem tell us that the color that we should put on the tzitzis is this color called techeles? which is a blue color. And that somehow by looking at this strand of Techeles, we will remember 
to do all of Hashem's mitzvos. Like, what's the connection? The Torah tells us this will work, so maybe we're just supposed to accept that. Well, since this works, right? You take an antibiotic, doesn't matter if you know how it works. Put gasoline in your car, it doesn't really matter if you know how it works. Put blue on your tzitzis, it doesn't really matter if you know how it works. It works, okay. But it would be interesting to have some insight into why is it that Hashem told us in the Torah that you should put blue on the tzitzis and you'll look at it and that will remind you to do all of the mitzvahs. Why? So, Chazal tell us, because, so I'm just looking for this actual, easy enough to just say it, Tcheles dome layam, Tcheles, a sky blue color, dome layam, is similar to the ocean. The yam larakia, and the ocean is similar to the firmament, to the heavens. The heavens as in the sky, not like the world to come. The, the air, the atmosphere. The rakia and the atmosphere, lekise hakavod, to the throne of glory, to God's heavenly throne. That's why you should have trelis, and, and you say, ah, that's beautiful, but what does it mean? <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, it sounds beautiful, <laughs> right? The, the trelis is like the sea, and the sea is like the atmosphere, and the atmosphere is like God's own heavenly throne. And therefore, you'll do all the mitzvahs. So the Kliakar works from here. Well, actually, before we get to the Kliakar, let's talk to the Ramban. The Ramban said, If the Torah is telling, if, if Chazal are telling us that Tcheles is going to remind us and bring us up to the level of remembering about God's heavenly throne, then it's probably not the color itself. Because color is a physical characteristic, and the heavenly throne is a spiritual reality. So it's not about color. Elah Dimyon Hu Bishain. He says, no, no, no. What's similar, what's going to remind you, the comparable aspect that will bring you there is the name. The name? Techeles. Mazkir es hamida bemidos of Yisbarach. It reminds us of the aspect of Hashem's interaction with us. Shehi koleles hakol vehitachles hakol. The word techeles, actually I wrote it in here, so maybe I'll, I'll give these. A new version, I'm so excited. Don't share them with anyone. <laughs> There's one piece there that is a little on the speculative side. There's one piece that isn't, but not ready to distribute them absolutely widely until I get better confirmation. Okay? All right. So in this column that's on both sides, the thicker uh, black, yeah. So this is the Psil Tzacheles column. All right? So if you look at the top there, it says Pisil, which is the strand, and Techeles, which is the sky blue color. And you see that the root of the word Techeles is kol, all. It's the word all. That is the word. Okay, so Hashem, an aspect of Hashem is that he is kolelet, kolel means including, hakol, everything. That's the word kol. And he is also the purpose or the objective of everything. Tachlit means your goal or your objective. 
you'll hear it in sort of a Yiddish, Hamish slang. People say, okay, tachlis, what are we going to do now? Right? Let's get, get focused on what, what's the goal here. What are we getting to? That's tachlis. Okay? Speaking practically about what you really want to achieve. Okay? Tachlis is the same word as tachlis. When you look at the sky blue color, it's not just that you see a shade of blue. So you say, oh, that's tachlis. Tachlis. That's the end result. That's what it all boils down to. That's what it's all included to. So they actually spelled the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the word tachlis. Right. Yeah, tachlis, uh, there's a yud maybe between the lamed and the saf, but that's a semi-optional yud, right? It, it's basically the same word. Tachlis hakol. Awesome, right? Okay. So, yeah, you're going to see everything we're going to say is not really a contradiction to the ramban, although the kliyakar does go more in accordance with the color, but everybody understands that it's not, it, the color is supposed to trigger you to think this, first of all. The ramban's not disagreeing with that. What he's saying is it's the name of the color that's the really main, that, that shows you what's really going on underneath. And the Kleokar and others will take it more in the, like the color itself leads you along the line of thought, like the shade, the visual experience. But either way, they're really leading you according to the same path. Either way, where they're leading you from is looking down here at a physical thing and having it take you up to the top in your mind. Okay, you're going to go through a, a process that will take you to the top, which is, of course, the strand that goes from the bottom and lets you connect up to the top, even to a place that is beyond where you really are. Talked about it as a lifeline. It's just sort of like a lifeline. Okay. So one aspect of techeles is it's based on the word kol. It's the objective. It's the goal. Which, by the way, whether or not you wear tzitzis, okay, Setting up for yourself visual cues or active cues, whether um, in your life and in your day, that, that just remind you what your main goals and missions are is an extremely good idea. You see it even in, in simple and not so simple and secular ways. So if you have something like, like the Franklin Covey planners, right, where... Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the things they work on is mission statement building. And you're supposed to think about what your main goals are in a, on a personal level, on a family level, on a work level. And you write those goals and then you say, well, what am I going to do in the next three months that will help bring me closer to my goals? And you put those in like a bookmark. And the bookmark is what you use every day on your page. So that you, you have this kind of reminder that everything you're doing is supposed to be helping you to achieve those goals, which are all part of your grander mission in life. This is an extremely good idea. Okay, so the Torah got there first and put bookmarks on your shirt. But we need bookmarks. Essentially, our brachos are, are a very big aspect of that, right? We say a bracha. We're about to have some physical enjoyment or some physical experience, being able to stretch or move or open our eyes or eat something or smell something or taste something or hear something, and we make a bracha. We say, hang on, what's the purpose of this? Where's it coming from? What's the tachlis? There's a spiritual reality. I'm connecting back to that before I do it. That's really what our brachos do. They are these flags that remind us what's the purpose, what's the goal, what's the mission. It's a good idea to do it for ourselves in our own words having a sense of what is my mission, what is my purpose, and putting some kind of flag, even if it's once a day. 
if it's on our calendar or in our sitter or somewhere that says, why am I here again? What am I doing? Right. And I can align my day around that. Okay, so this is, in a sense, what the Ramban is saying. Of course, he means it in a very deep way as well, because he's talking about this is a reminder of an aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not just where our goal is. This is reminding us that Hashem is really the source of everything and is everything. So as we go through our day, if we're taking into account everything as compared to the all-inclusiveness of God, then it gives us perspective. Because the tzitzis are supposed to remind us to do all the mitzvahs of Hashem, to do the will of God, and to help prevent us from, from overstepping the bounds of the will of God. And that's a lot easier to do if you're remembering what's really important in your life, that God is really the important thing in our life and the goal of everything in our life. Okay. Now remember that the word kol, I'm just going to remind you, I'm not sure how far we're going to get into it, not so much at this stage. I told you I'm like, I've been working out where we're going to say different kinds of things. But um, somewhere in the next pasuk, <laughs> I think, <laughs> or two, there's only three left. But somewhere in the next pasuk or two, we're going to talk um, a bit more about this aspect of kol and techeles. But the root of techeles, of this sky blue color, which reminds us of the the ultimate purpose and source of everything is the word kol. And we learned in Voracious from Rav Hirsch that the word kol is used as the encapsulation of everything Hashem created, right? We say it also in Kiddush. Siddur won't have it, right? Vayar Elohim es kol asher asa. We don't say in Kiddush, right before Kiddush. Vayar Elohim es kol asher asa vehine tov me'od. God saw all that he is, had created at the end of the sixth day, and behold, it was very good. So Chazal say, what is the all that he created that was so very good? This includes death. This includes the Yetzir Hara. Right? Is it? What? Right? And we said, because kol includes what we call tov and what we call ra. In other words, that which we experience as good, also what God calls Tov and Ra, but that's a different aspect than what we perceive as good and bad. That which we see as good and that which we see as bad really is all, altogether is called Kol, all. This ties into Sferas Omer because Kol is 50, and it's, uh, 49 plus 1 is Sferas Omer, but that's a different subject. I think we talked about that last year, Lagla Omer time. Everything Hashem created, and behold, it was very good. This is something that is better than even that which is good. Now, you know, when, when Hashem says something's good, it, it's actually, like, really good. If I had to say the word really, because, like, I could say something's good, and then I could say, well, something else is even more good, and something else is even more, more, more good, because I'm not so precise with my words. But God is really careful with his words. If Hashem says something's good, you don't need a qualifier. You don't need to add another word to say, no, he really means it. God really means what he says. So why does he say tov me'od, very? For a person to say very makes sense. For God to say very, how do I understand it? There's something that is a deeper and more intense and more complete good, even than good. And that's the good that can be achieved through the combination of what we see as good and bad. It's the struggle. It's the good that's achieved through a struggle. 
It's the purity that's achieved not only through staying pure, but through falling and picking up and going on again. Right? This is, this is Tov Me'od. That's how Hashem created the physical world. Okay. I'm going to stop there because that's not our subject today. But I'm just reminding you since we're talking about Tchelas and the root of the word is called sneak previews. All right. Tchelas is similar to the sea and the sea is similar to the firmament and the firmament is similar to God's holy throne. Glorious throne. Talk about sneak previews. I gave it all away in there. Uh, anyone who's been coming to this class for long, you already read the chart and you know the whole share. Kleyakar. <laughs> Plus, I, we once learned this Kleyakar, I think, in Parsha Shalach. But that was a few years ago, and it's worth coming back to. Plus, we didn't have a four-row a four chart in those days. Okay. Vasulahem tzitzis. They shall make for themselves tzitzis. Kol tochen ha-parsha tzarech beyer. He says, this enti- the contents of this Parsha require explanation. Ki ech yizkor es kol mitzvos Hashem al yedei she yistakel bechut shel techeles. How is it that a person remembers all of the mitzvahs of God by means of looking at a string in light blue. I have to be honest, when I looked at your shirt, I, <laughs> I didn't instantly think of the throne of glory. And they're made of blue thread. So what's the deal? <laughs> what is it you're telling me? Okay. Venera Lefarish, I'm being honest. Uh, probably you did think of it because you're both spiritual and visual and artistic. It's possible with you that every time you see it and you think of Tzfas and the doors and the blue and the... I wouldn't be surprised. The painting I just but did, me, the 50th gate. Okay, there you go. Oh, 50. So we, we got to talk. Blue. Okay, we got to talk. Right. Okay. This is your class then. <laughs> okay. But me, like, who's maybe not so lofty as... Sarah here. I just know the I, right shade of blue. It's the right shade of blue. Close, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. It's I'm like sure. it's like knowing how it works and knowing I'm how sure. the motor works. If we just have the right shade of blue, we'll get to that too. Venera Lafari Zehain in Bishnei There are two ways that we can uh, explain this idea. Just want to make sure we're still recording. I have had so many that go lost along the way. I'd like to check once in a while. Haderech Harishon. The first way to understand this is Aldasha Amru Sifri, as the Chazal have taught us, as is quoted in Sifri. and the Yalkut brings us in Parshas Hazinu Hashamayim. Moshe, a holy one, blessed be he, said to Moshe, he gaze up, look up at the heavens that I created to serve you. Have they outstepped their boundaries? Shamashinu midasam, have they changed their measure? Meaning they were, they were put out to measure a certain amount. Do they overstep that boundary? No. Do they try and take over the world? No. O Shema Allah Gagal Achama Min Has the sun tried to rise in the west? Not only that, it is delighted and joyous to do my will. And similarly it says about the sea. Haosi loti ro, shall you not fear me? The Gomer, Asher Samti Cholgvulayam. I have placed the sand as a boundary for the sea. Shemashina Midaso, and does it overstep its boundaries? Velo od Elashemitzdaerlasos. Not only does it not overstep its boundaries, but it pains it to do that. Now that's a little funny because that seems I mean, it's obviously the opposite of the other one, but why is that good? And then you think, well, sometimes you hold yourself back from something and it's hard for you to do it. 
but you hold yourself back anyway because it's God's will. That's also a positive thing. Not quite as exciting as the one about the sun that is rejoicing to go do God's will. But we can see it may be painful, but sometimes there could be a painful positive serving of God too. Okay, interesting, but a little uncomfortable. But it cannot overstep its bounds, as it says, They shook and they roared, but they couldn't. The waves cannot overstep the bounds. And from here is a proof that the sea does not overstep its boundaries out of yira, out of awe or fear. Right? I think it was, um, I think it's Rav Schwab who said, Ahava gives you the feeling that you want to draw closer. When you love somebody, you feel you want to draw closer to them. When you have awe of somebody, when you're a sense of being overwhelmed by how great they are or how powerful they are, you feel that you want to pull away. There is a constant tension in our relationship with God. The, the love should always, excuse me, overwhelm the awe, but the awe needs to be there. So there's this constant feeling of being drawn close and yet pushed away, pull, pulling ourselves away and drawing close again. Okay, we always want the right hand to be stronger than the left hand, also with the people in our lives. We always want to pull them closer with the right hand than we want to push them away with the left hand. But there has to be a certain tension, right? People also need their personal boundaries. And children also need a certain amount of discipline. And, and sometimes even grown-ups. Maybe we don't call it discipline, we just call it, I need a little more boundary than that, right? So there is always this push and pull. We always want the warmth and the love to, to far overwhelm the negative. Let's say it isn't negative, kind of echoing back to the idea of the coal, right? The everything. Maybe it's not negative, maybe it's positive, it's just not always comfortable. Like the ocean, which is holding itself back, but it's hard. Okay. It's yira, it's awe. Shaharim, it's star lassos, it's painful for it, difficult for it. Ve'eno rishai, but it's not permitted. Ve'hashamayim, and the heavens, eno mishana midasa, Midasam, do not change their measure, me'ahava, out of love. As it says, not only that, but this is so bizarre because I Xerox these. I now have a left to right commissioners. Lasos. <laughs> it's rejoicing to be able to do it. Vehine. Now here, be'inyan hatcheles, when it comes to the light blue color. Amru raboseinu zichronam levracha. Our chachamim of blessed memory have taught us. The blue is similar to the sea. And the sea is similar to the heavens, uh, to the firmament. And the firmament is similar to the, glory, the throne of glory. Certainly, the explanation is, it's obviously not 100% in agreement with the Ramban about that actual point, but nonetheless, you'll see that the direction comes out the same anyway. Okay. Certainly, the explanation is that these colors are similar one to another, and there's a lot of there are proofs for that in the pesukim. Ki ain't cheles He says, but but the color of techeles is not the color of the sky. Now that is also different. Rav Hirsch actually defines techeles as sky blue. Okay, so we're clearly not. But but what I think is interesting is. 
that in these, sometimes you have meforshim that take different approaches and they don't reconcile and you learn each one and you draw and you form your mind around each one. And even though you don't understand how they fit together into the larger jigsaw puzzle of learning about the topic, at different times in your life or in other parts of learning, you recognize the pattern of one or the other and it, it helps you and you can understand something in that light. In this case, it's different. The differences of opinion do not change the fact that they all follow the same pattern anyway, which is also very interesting. It's a different kind of like difference of opinion. They're all like differing about whether the color is this or the color is that, and in the end, the process is exactly the same according to everyone. I haven't seen somebody who brings a different, a different process. Only someone, is, it is the color, it isn't the color, it's the name of the color, it, what shade of the color. Very interesting. Okay, so his, his approach is, the color of trellis is not the color of the sky, or at least not of the firmament, you know, the, the sort of light color of the sky. Ela kol echad note vitzivao el hadomelo. Like what you said with the shades. Each shade of color uh, is, a, is a gradation towards the next one. So if you skip steps, one is not similar to the other. You couldn't say that tcheles would be dome, would be similar to the color of the Kisya Kavod, so to speak. But Chazal said dome, similar. They didn't say it's the same. They said it's dome, it's similar, which means it's kind of the same and kind of not the same. So what he's saying is that's why they said it in steps, because one color is very close to the next color, and that color is close to the next one. Each one is similar to the one that's next to it. The kol echad amok mechavero, and each gradation of color here is deeper than the next one. Ubemai marze, this sounds similar to your painting. I haven't seen it yet, I can't wait. I hope to show us like a picture of this painting or something. Okay, ubemai marze, chasam koha inyan, you can understand, like you can close up this whole idea, lomar. Understanding this about the color, that the way Chazal said one color is similar to the next color, and that color is similar to the next color, and that one to the next one, then explains to us the first question we started off with, which is how is it that you look at Tzachelis and you remember all the mitzvahs of God? Okay, and, you're not gonna, and, and this will cause you never to over, overstep the boundaries of your behavior. You'll always do the mitzvahs and you You won't go after your heart and your eyes and stumble and sin. This is because because the color of the techeles is similar to the color of the sea. When you look at the color of the strand, it will remind you of the color of the sea, which is similar to that color. So when you look at the blue of the strand, you will create an association with thinking about the sea. It's an associative process. You see the blue. Blue makes you think of how relaxing you're sitting on the beach at the sea, right? You, you can cause an association. I have, well, we, I brought down one time, let's use this as the example, it's not the same one, the rock, right? I have the rock with the holes in it. Mm -hmm. And when I see that rock, I look at it 
And I'm right away transported back to the beach at Caesarea. And a whole thought process that went through my mind about Rabbi Akiva there. Right? You remember that one? Okay. That's an association. It's something physical. And in that physical object, I create a mental association and a visual experience that's more than just visual. I see it. I feel it. I feel the emotional feeling. Physically, I almost feel like I'm back in that place. Okay. So now, every time you look at this strand, you create an association. And now it's as if the sea is always before your eyes. And it will remind you of the actions of the sea, the behavior of the sea. The sea is powerful. The sea is mighty. You know, we think of it as relaxing because we live just far enough away from the edge, we think. I don't know exactly where you live, right? But not everyone has perfectly calm experiences with the sea. Where I lived. Where you live, yeah, right? That was right on the beach. Okay. So, you know, we haven't had any tsunamis lately. It's a good thing we're not relying on those little signs they hung up that nobody would ever see in the middle of an emergency, ever. I eventually had my plan of action. But you had your plan of action in your mind. Okay, so when a person sees this strand, it will cause him to think about the ocean and to think about the characteristics of the ocean, that it doesn't overstep its bounds, even a drop, and why? Out of Yira, out of awe, because God is far more powerful even than a raging sea, and the sea knows that. V'chein yase bekal v'chomer, shehizkir bal hamida haomer histaklu bayam ki histaklu hainu lashon tzitzis. That's why look at the sea. Why? It's the same thing as tzitzis, which are something that allow you to peek or to peer. Lahatzitz is to, is to peer through, like to peer through a crack is how it's used in Shira Shira. It's one of the main meanings of tzitzis, right? So when you look at that strand of blue, it's like you're peeking through a hole. And you see that shade of blue, but what it is, is it's an opening on the other side to a memory of the sea that doesn't overstep its bounds. And therefore, you'll think, I also should be like the sea. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It could be because I'm powerful, but I recognize that Hashem is more powerful. And that is a little scary. I would be scared. I would be scared to have him angry at me. I would be scared to have him disappointed in me. I would be scared to have him look at me and say, how could someone like you have done something like that? You were given a gift to be able to know things and, and you just ignored them? Not everyone gets the privilege of knowing about the mitzvot. I shared with you my will, and you just ignored it and did something you wanted, right? So you look at the sea. You, you look through this hole, this crack that's opened by the techeles, and what you see beyond it is the ocean, and saying, I won't overstep my bounds, like the ocean doesn't overstep its bounds. And that's the tzitzis, the peering. The, the boundaries which Hashem has said, Ad po tavo, up till here you go. Velotosif baze, but not more. Mosar, nothing beyond that. You should go this far, and then you should stop. Vizet asr, this thing, this is forbidden to you. Sometimes God says to us, this far, no more. 
This thing, this is not for you. No. But you can't stop there. Tzitzis is appearing when you've peered through this slit, this crack that's been opened up for you by the light blue. You can't stop at the ocean because you know what? The only thing you can learn from the sea is to serve God through awe or fear. Shahari Amar Bayam meaning the ocean does do that but it pains it to do it it's not a nice feeling it's nice maybe the gratification of being able to defer your own desires to God but it's not something that you would look forward to right? as Rav Schwab said Yira tends to make you feel like you want to move away as soon as the source of, of fear would be gone you would turn and run if you could right like children running out of school, the bell rings. If they don't like their school, then they can't wait to leave. They're not excited to go in the morning, and they can't wait to leave in the night. Okay. So that's what we can learn from the sea. Aval einze sof But that's not the end of completeness. That's not like the ultimate. As the Ramban would say, that's not the tachlis. That's not the goal at the end. The tachlis of the treles. Because one who does mitzvot, who serves God with love, and serves God with joy and happiness, this is greater than one who only has fear of God. This is one who takes pleasure in the effort and the, the toil of his hands in Torah. You know, I'm sure you sometimes work very hard on your art. Or on whatever, you know, the, the, you could sit and break your head probably over some kinds of plans, right? Like, there are things you can do that are so difficult, and when you put it down, you're like sweating and you're enjoying. Wow. Baruch Hashem, I did it. Yegiyah kapecha kisochel. When you're able to eat the fruits of the effort of your hand, it's a pleasure. That's a gift that Hashem gave us. He could just put everything straight into our mouths. But it's much more satisfying when you work on it yourself and then achieve it. But that's pleasure. That's not, that's not tsar. That's not pain of having to do hard work. That's a pleasurable kind of hard work because you're doing it because you love it and you want to. And you have pleasure from the results. As Ghazal have said, would you like a drink of water? That's all right. I can maybe tell Putin to bring me. Cool. We got a drink. Thank you. Leave the door open. I'll speak louder. Thank you. De Amru Razal, as because Chazal have said, Ki haosa besimcha me'ahava nehenemi etzem hayegia. One who does with joy and out of love enjoys the toil itself. Even the effort itself is pleasurable when you're acting out of love, which is not what it said about the sea. Aval hayare, one who acts only out of fear or awe. Does not have any pleasure from the action they're doing. The only satisfaction they kind of have is that they didn't mess up. So they're not being punished. The bad outcome was avoided. Phew, it's relief. But there's no pleasure from the effort and the toil of its own, from the work. Therefore, Chazal told us, the sea is similar to the firmament, to the heavens. 
because you look through the crack that Tchelas opens up a, a, a window in your mind. And you look through that window and you see the sea. But you know what? The sea is opening up another window in your mind. And when you look through that, what you see is the heavens, the sky. Okay. So it's ke'ilu hu mistakel barakia. It's as if now you're looking at the sky. But remember, each one is more and deeper than the one before. It's one is similar to the next one. They're not the same. Each one leads to a deepening. So now it's as if he's not only looking at the sea all the time, he's looking at the sky all the time. Kiyam do melarakia. Umimenu yira v'chein yase maharakia eno mishana midaso v'lo od ela shesamach la'avod. Now, when you look through at the sea, that opens a window in your mind to the sky. And when you think of the sky, you remember the next piece, which is, look at the sky. Does it overstep its boundaries? No. And not only that, but it rejoices in the opportunity to go out and serve Hashem. That was the sky. And if one who is serving God says, Like, what's the advantage over one who serves God from love, over one who serves God from awe? You're right. Like, what different? He's saying maybe somebody will say, well, what difference do you see in their actual results? They both look like they're doing the same mitzvot. They both spend their, way this, their day the same way. Okay, one enjoys it more. But that's up to him. What do you care? What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is that if you just end your view at the view of the sea, that's where you've stopped. But if you let the sea be a window and a passage to a world of the sky, then you don't have to stop there. Now you're looking at the sky, at the rakia. When you're looking at the sky, that opens the window into seeing the kisei hakavod, the throne of glory. You can't see that from the sea, though. You can only see that from the sky. The sky opens a window to you to being able to look through now and see his holy throne, so to speak. Ki yiskor. Because through this, he will remember uh, did I just lose my place? Oh, I don't think my finger's been here the whole time. Alze <laughs> Amar. On this it says, Urakia dome lekise hakavod. The skies are similar to the heavenly throne. Ki al because through this yizkor, he will remember, shemitoch ha'ahava, that through the love, in other words, the love isn't the end of the story. Through the love, yavo ludvekos hashchina, a person's soul can come to clinging to God's glory. Makom chotzva shel shechina. The place where the shechina, where the soul itself was engraved, right? We've, we've mentioned before the idea that the name of every soul is engraved at the kisei hakavod, at God's heavenly throne, because that's its source. All souls emerge from there. This is where God takes souls, whatever this means. I don't know what it means exactly, right? But we need to know this in order to understand what we're supposed to actually do. 
that souls, their source is at the heavenly throne. And from here, and they stay attached. They're also a stern coming down, right? They stay attached to it, but they're held down. This is, actually, there's a verse in the Torah that describes Hashem says, I place my hand upon your head, right? He's holding it down in here for us so that we can have action. But that's the source. So the soul is always seeking to cling to its source with God. That's the ultimate pleasure. It's not the yira and it's not the ava. It's getting to the div- this thing called devekus, clinging to the shechina. Ki kol yare misra'o. I guess this is where Rav Schwab saw it. <laughs> and I must have seen it, but a long time ago. Kol yare, one who is in fear or awe, misrachek mizeshu yare, tries to pull away from that which he fears. Mimenu, that he's afraid of it. Vehaohev, one who loves, mishtal del tamid, Lidavik Banehavlo tries always to bring himself to, to stick to that whom he loves, to the one he loves. So the Yam, the sea, cannot get you to the window of Kisei Hakavod. Because the sea is the fear, is the awe that causes you to pull away. But the awe can bring you to the love, and the love can bring you to draw, pulling close. So one will see. When he comes into his reward, meaning after 120 years, when a person is, does have conscious and constant awareness of their spiritual reality, he will find that the love it ends up being the, the goal that brings you to your success. That, that's, that's how you get to the end. Ki al-yada, through it, yizke, he will merit. In other words, it's not that the devekus is something we can see or experience while we are alive. Despite the fact that Hasidim have a way of using the word devekus all the time. I once saw a picture in a biography, or in a book somewhere. I don't know if it was a biography. It was a picture of the Boston Rebbe, you should rest in peace, the previous Boston Rebbe, saying Havdalah. And his eyes were closed and he's concentrating. It's a, it's a photograph. Boston Rebbe was an incredible person, right? And the caption said, and you know he would never have let anyone write this caption if you the Boston Rebbe in a moment of Dvekus. And you're like, how do you know what he was thinking? If he was having a moment of Dvekus, would he have told the photographer? Wow, that was, you know, puts the cup down after Havdal and says, that was a moment of Tvekas. That was awesome. That was great. You know, wish you could have been there. <laughs> wish you could come. Like, that's, that's absurd. You could have, I mean, whatever he's feeling inside. So Hasidim do use the word Tvekas, like, quite frequently to express the yearning to draw close to God. The Kleyakar's not exactly referring to that only, I don't think. He seems to be referring to something that's at the, the ultimate spiritual level of the source of our soul, that we don't really have a, a total awareness of that during our physical lifetime. But it's something that we will see, but it's something that comes from the feeling of love, which itself is a feeling of wanting to come closer. Ki al yada, what he will see, what we will see in the future is yizke ledavik bekisei hakavod, that we've merited to cling, to be stuck tight to the Kisei HaKavod, to God's heavenly throne. And by means of peering, and gazing, at the sky, this will remind you of the Kisei HaKavod. 
of your end goal, where you're ending up, and where you want to be. Through the visualization and similarities of the colors, because one leads to another. Okay. It's also a hint to the reward that is revealed to us, the positive rewards that are revealed to us even in this world. That comes in the merit of our awe and fear. Okay, so we really, time to look here. Let's, let's pause. Put a sticker to remind me where I'm up to. Okay, let's, let's take a look here. Uh, I lost it already. Okay. So on the chart, starting at the bottom, treles, level four. You look at the treles, this is the physical world. And that's a physical piece of string. And it allows you to move from there to thinking about up a level, the sea. Life energy, vitality, emotion that is contained and bound. This is the world of Yitzira, formation. That which has been created as sort of matter or potential, getting a shape given to it. The ultimate example of that is always a container holding water. Water is pure uh, matter, so to speak. And the container is the pure form, where the matter takes the shape of the container which holds it. So the ocean as well here is being described, right, as that which is taking the shape bounded by the matter which, bound, which bounds it. This allows us, now those are in the world of the natural. This, the spiritual side of the natural, at the level of emotion and heart and feeling, but it's still in the natural world. We cross the boundary up into the world of supernatural when we look from the sea to the heavens, to the rakia. I'm sorry, I didn't write the words in English there on this column. Um, just because, as you know, I was doing it already at the last second there. I suddenly realized I could make this table. Um, and this brings us to the level of intellect, but also of love, right? This is the level of Shema. Shema, all the brachos of Shema are about love who has chosen Israel with love, right? These are the brachas of Shema. You shall love Hashem your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. It's about love, right? That's that level. But there's yet a higher level that we can be brought to from there. That's the level of kisei hakavod, of neshama, of God's will. That's the level. So each one leads one to the next. Now, a, the reason I said let's go here is because he's saying that the, the level of the sea, which is the awe, this level is um, in this world. Even the reward, there's reward for it that comes in this world. Now, really, God gives us our full reward in the next world. But because we're working in this world, there's an aspect. But when we're working on the level of love of God, this is in the supernatural world, and the true reward of that is in the supernatural world because that's where the work is. I just want to make a note here for myself. We'll expand out the table yet another level. Okay. Okay. So you start, I, I think I'm even going to skip this part about the hidden and the revealed. The revealed being the physical world and the hidden being the spiritual world, which is, is indicated also at the level when we said a long, long time ago, this column, which we've rarely referred to since, about the Beis HaMikdash, where the lowest level is the outside of the outside, and then you have the inside of the outside, mm -hmm. and then you have the outside of the inside, and the inside of the inside. So the parts that are the inside are the hidden. 
They're also indoors within the temple itself. They're undercover. They're hidden. The Kodesh HaKadashim is the hidden in the hidden. It's got a curtain. It's hidden within the Heichal itself. And the outside, which is the revealed. You can see it. You can go up in a helicopter, look down on it. Even if you're not there, it's outside. It's revealed. Okay. He says that's also why there are eight strings and five knots, because it makes 13, which is Ahava. Okay. This is the, the main thing I wanted to read was this aspect of the Kleach. Okay. Now he does also indicate here. I thought he said it explicitly, although I don't see here that he did. Which is, it's a process. You cannot go straight to the level of rakia, of heavens, and love. Because you don't have a foundation under you there. You can't build on that. In order to build, you have to first lay a foundation, and on top, you have to look at the techeles. On top of the foundation, you have to lay the awe, and on top of the, found, the, the first floor of the awe, you can put a second floor of love, and on top of the second floor of love will be built your palace of Devekas. They, they go together. They rely on the ones underneath them, okay? Because that's our efforts. Our efforts are always from bottom to the top. Hashem's bracha to us comes from the top and becomes emerged at the bottom. But our efforts take place down here and we work our way up. So when we're davening, we work our way up as well. We don't normally pick up a sitter and start davening Shemona Esrei. Technically, you could possibly do that, but there's a reason we don't. And the reason is you don't really, it's not, it's not realistic that a person jumps into the mentality required for Shemona Esrei without some degree of preparatory work at the levels below. We have spent a lot of years for preparatory work on the levels below. That takes time and contemplation and thought. So even when you can speed it up to the level of an association, like the tzitzis, where you look, at, you look at a bracha or you look at a word, it makes a quick association in your mind. You don't have to always stop and contemplate each thing very deeply. You stop where you feel inspired to and you don't where you don't. But the work that goes into that changes how you experience each level, and that's what opens the window to you to move up to the next one. It's true in our Avodah Hashem, and it always has to start down here. Okay. It always has to start down here, and yet we saw something very interesting about tzitzis. If you remember how Rav Hirsch talked about the tzitzis, well, let's, let's even... Before I refer back to Lefersh, let me see if I can quickly find that Gemara in Avodah Right, the Gemara in Avodah said, I think it was Reish Lakish. I don't like to quote it without knowing the words exactly is the problem, but I might take a gamble and just not say it in Hebrew. That whoever, here it is, sorry, Reish Lakish said, Kol ha'osek batorah balayla, whoever studies Torah at night, ha'kadosh baruch hu moshech alav, God 
throws out for him or draws out for him chut shel chesed bayom, a strand of kindness, a string, a thread of kindness by day. And we had Rav Hirsch's description of the joy of tzitzis, where he said, God gave you tzitzis as the means for a lesson, but he left the use of them to your own free will. He pledged you when you wear a garment with four corners to provide it with tzitzis, but left it to you whether or not you wish to wear such a garment, probably so that you should first feel the need for it yourself and so grasp the means with all the more joy, thereby rendering it more meaningful to you at all times. But who would not rejoice that the precept itself was given to him as a cogent help? Who, conscious of the battle with sensuality and his own sensual nature, would not grasp the staff which stands by him in the battle, directs his glance upwards, and upholds God and virtue for him? This is a gift. Hashem says, I will extend a thread of kindness to you, a chesed. I'm doing you a favor. I'm not going to force you to take my favor. I'm doing you a favor. I'm extending a strand of kindness to you. You grab onto it and it will direct your gaze upward. It will pull you up, which means that there is something a little bit different. The action here with Techeles is I do a physical action of putting on tzitzis and obligating myself and I tie strings on and I put it on. And somehow that's supposed to bring me back around to the level of action. What does that mean? It means you will see them and you will remember all the mitzvahs of Hashem and do them. I do this little small action of tzitzis and it's going to bring me to do, at the do level, all the mitzvahs of Hashem. Which means that the tzitzis, the tzcheles, that's not really the action I'm doing. I mean, it is. That's the gift. I'm hanging on. That's the rope that, you know, the Medrash described, the captain throws over for the person who fell overboard and says, hold on to the rope. Eventually we'll get to shore, right? I'm holding on really for me, okay? So God has extended the rope. So really my work is not so much beginning down here as much as up here. He gave me a boost. Tzitzis is God giving me a boost, a kickstart, a jumpstart, and gives me a boost through something very small. It's, it's a tzitz, it's, it's, it's peering through a crack in the hole. And it's a boost up to here. And from here, I can move to here. And from here, I can move to here. And then I'll come back down and be able to do all the mitzvahs. I mean, so it's out of order. 